Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, love. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks, as you know, but today we are also talking with Andrea Westmeyer. Oh, you are going to love her. I mean, I do, so I know you will as well. Andrea is a left and right brain thinker on a journey, on a journey to open hearts, inspire change, and create a community of good. As CEO of Measurement Mojo, she developed proprietary analytic tools to help marketers maximize impact and revenue. Now she is turning her passion for igniting growth potential towards people. Epiphany Project is the most dynamic and heart-centered initiative of Andrea's career, fueled by her own life-changing path to purpose. She deeply believes we can all live more fully and joyfully, and she's creating results-oriented content and programming that inspires, informs, and empowers people to identify and live their soul's purpose. So you will, does, does, that, does that description, friends, un, now know why I love this woman. <laughs> so welcome. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So we're going to have lots of conversations around this amazing show that you uh, have created, Fantastic Humans. But I also want to um, have us get to know you a bit. So if you want to share a bit about your own story, maybe relating to business, because a lot of people who who tune in are business owners, leaders, professionals, really adapting themselves and, and making themselves comfortable in listening to their inner wisdom, um, their divine guidance, whatever it is that they mm-hmm. say. So do you have a story in maybe you got a nudge to start start a business, to to sell a business, to change, shift? Do you have anything that we could relate to? Oh, I believe so. Um, probably like several people you've had on, on your podcast. I know I've listened to several and I've heard people talk about either, you know, feeling burnt out or feeling stuck. And that was definitely my situation. The tipping point, though, for really acknowledging it was when my brother passed away, which was about four years ago. And at that point, it was interesting. We had just moved into this lovely home we had been building for three years. And I should have been like, ah, I've arrived. But that's not how I felt at all. I felt like, okay. You have all the trappings of success, at least as it's defined in most of society. You have respect, you have a thriving business, you've got this beautiful home, you got a great car, blah, 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 right? But it's all, and I was standing there going, this is just stuff. This is not, I don't feel joyful, I don't feel peaceful. And that's really what started the journey. And I just started looking around. I'm like, how do, what do I do? Who do I talk to? And I remember I joined Sam City, happened to show up in my feed one day. And I looked into it and then I, I bumped into you, Sarah. And that was really 
the, the first few of the first time I'd ever hired a coach for myself personally. I've had tons of professional coaches and they were all wonderful, but I'd never invested in me. And that's what I did. Really? Huh. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And what you described as having it all from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. that's how I have described my journey from day one of when people are like, what's your niche market? I'm, and I always like cringe because I'm like, let's connect to another human and not just a, a, a group or a demographic. But I'd always say I looked at myself when I first started or when I started making life-changing decisions and from the outside looking mm-hmm. in, everything looked perfect. I had the house, I had the car, I had the job, I had the savings, I had jewelry, body, Hus, you know, all the things. Um, I didn't have kids at the time, but um, everything just looked perfect. And people would say to me, oh my God, your life is perfect. Yet I literally felt like a piece of me was dying and I didn't understand that. So yeah. um, you sharing that, I guess, I guess we haven't talked about that at all before. Um, it, thank you for sharing that because it also validates to me that you know, as in marketing, what we do say matters and Mm -hmm. we draw in the types of people that we're really being called to work with. So I just, thank you. Definitely. Yeah. And I never knew that that was your first time hiring someone personally for yourself. Um, Well, and then that just, that really triggered three years of exploration, searching, reading, you know, you had several books you recommended. We worked together. I think that was like August of 2020. I think it was eight, 10 weeks about maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And that, and there was, you had given one of the most significant, the the big, if I were, when I look at every book I've read or person I've talked to, I'm like, okay, what was the big aha that I took? And I remember when you commented on it, the dialogue with divine or God, however you name that, and I went, really? Uh, I would call myself a Christian. I grew up in the Lutheran church. But I always, for some strange reason, and, and very active, actually, at an early age in the church. But I viewed it as my, you know, I was asking for, for seeking forgiveness or, you know, acknowledging, you know, having gratitude for my relationship. But never really, for some reason, the concept of dialogue never landed on me until you said that. And that was a big, that was like, wow, that's interesting. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> you know, and, and so with every experience you have, you build on it and you discover. So that's, all of that led me to ultimately saying, you know what? I'm a really good storyteller. I have a lot of business acumen. My new, I had gotten clear in some of our work together and other things that followed that I needed more creativity in my life. And I landed on the fact that I should do a television show. And guess what? It's to help people go through the very thing I just had gone through because I had resources. I knew people. I was well connected. And yet I really, really struggled to find how to how to find my way out of this feeling of being stuck, of not being joyful, of not feeling connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was, I, I was like, that's what I need to do. And it will integrate all things creative that I am gifted to do and the storytelling element. And 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, now you must have done work on yourself and through your business ownership and CEO that you knew that those were some of your strengths. Correct. Yeah, because I'm an assessment junkie. I just laugh now because I have been nibbling around the edges of all this for 25 years. I wanted to understand what made people tick, what made me tick. Why did I get upset when somebody, when I perceived they were talking down to me or, you know, all these other things? Well, now I understand I was being triggered. Why am I being triggered? There's probably a past experience that I've never processed and I need to process that. Um, a coach I work with today talks about, remember the first time she said to me, feel your feelings, which is such a simple statement. That's not easy. And I finally now understand what the heck it means to feel my feelings and to deal with them and work with it and release it, surrender it, move on, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes. Feel the feels. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad that and, and your level of openness and vulnerability has shifted. Um, mm -hmm. How has that impacted your life? Oh, that's, I think, a critical element of the show. Um, we've produced, you know, I, I found a producer. I think I had shared with you at one point a, a pitch deck that I created about oh, the yes. show. And ironically, it is very, very similar to that original pitch deck. I, had, I think the vision of what that needed to look like and sound like came together. Well, I think I had divine connection on that, right? Yeah. And, um, as I went through that process in last June, it's only been, no, it was last August that I started working with, I through that mutual connection, I found a producer. And then by September, I was in a sound stage, had built my stage, my set, and we and had identified guests and we were shooting um, the first three episodes. Four, and then we had a fourth episode this year. And now I'm at the point where I'm looking for national distribution because I'm taking a very different path. I've never worked in entertainment in my life, yeah. but I'm smart and I'm persistent and I am creative. And so, you know, we had a red carpet premiere. Nobody does that with yeah. a show that's not currently on the air, but, <laughs> but I did. So <laughs> it's been very interesting and inspired and it's uh, tapping on everything I've ever done. So I wouldn't change anything about my life. Because it all brought me to this point. For sure. So that's a great pivot. Um, do you, if you look back at the different shifts in your life or the different decisions, would you attribute your success to listening, tuning in to those nudges? Maybe you didn't know that they were nudges at the time or your your inner guidance, your divine guidance. But looking back, would you say that they were or no? Oh, definitely when I started this path. Um, I would say, well, without doubt now, I'm very attentive. It's interesting, you know, but before I was all about controlling my future. Now I've surrendered that. Mm -hmm. And as you can tell, I'm still emotional about it because I feel it so deeply. And also just understanding that I do have a strong intuition and accepting that. I have to be careful 
to the point, you know, when we have guests and they're sharing these difficult sometimes elements of their story, not to take that in too much because you have to, you know, keep your composure and move through it. But never really answered your last question, and I'm going to now because it ties in closely with this. It's the authenticity, being able to show vulnerability. And yeah, it still feels a little weird. I'm, you know, I was the CEO for 25 years. And my teams occasionally saw me get emotional, but I stuffed it pretty well. And I'm still learning. Um, actually, I had a significant breakthrough recently of how I need to feel the feeling. But if I can't, if I don't have the, the opportunity and the conversation I'm having at the moment to just like fall <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, it's saying, acknowledging, okay, saying to myself, you have that emotion. I will not stuff you away. But I will come back to this later today. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you find, going rogue a little bit here, because yeah. I I have this, Um, I sometimes have a hard time articulating how I'm feeling because I had shoved it down and I wouldn't acknowledge it. So maybe the work that you're doing is, is stellar. There's still times though, when I go to express how I'm feeling, I really don't have words for it. Um, so I love it when I'm watching, well, we'll, we'll go right into, I watched your, the first episode mm -hmm. and I thought he articulated his experience at seven years old and then not feeling love in such a clear way. I was like, I don't know. I, I thought that was beautiful. And sometimes I was like, man, so do you, do, do, do you have that ever? Because you have shoved the emotions down that when they do come up, do you have words for them? Or are you like, oh, we need to sit with this for a moment? Probably, uh, you know, many times it's the latter. Um, but yeah, I definitely, the, the guest that's in the fourth episode is, well, all of them have similarity in that they, the premise of Fantastic Humans is really to tell the extraordinary stories of ordinary people. And when I say ordinary, non-celebrity, because they're hiding right in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And we don't lift up these stories because they are they are extraordinary. These people are, you know, there's people everywhere doing fantastic things that I think can be incredibly inspiring. And uh, so in the case of Will Keith, he started a nonprofit, but he is uh, a 50-year-old man who at the age of seven was uh, sexually abused by his stepdad and totally changed his life. And when he then became, he felt unsafe in his own home. And we all know, sadly, this is happening probably sadly on every block in our country or, you know, often way too much. And that these children, when you don't feel safe, in Will's case, he was in a lower, very much a low-income family. And his option on the south side of Chicago was to go join a game. And it nearly killed him. It near, I mean, very nearly killed him yeah, as a result of a, a bad fight he was in. And, but he had a very, he, he, had an epiphany and that was if I stay on this path much longer I won't survive it and uh, you know for him the journey took almost you know I think he changed his life 
by the time he was 18 and his near death happened at 16. But it wasn't until I think he was in his mid 30s that he actually started taking action and started doing some really extraordinary things and today has a nonprofit that serves at risk youth. Yeah. Yeah. In the greater Des Moines area. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I love that he was like, so I'm a black man in Iowa and it's about 96% white. <laughs> you know? yeah. So what I'm doing is pretty rare or, or, or unique or whatever, how he worded it. I did notice, and I wanted you, because of the people who get to listen to these episodes, this next question, when you're, you are sitting across the table from Will and he opens the conversation that he had been molested, what emotions were you feeling? And, and I ask this because as an empath, sometimes when we are are opening up ourselves to our spiritual gifts, to divine guidance. It's one of the things that like people don't really want to do that because then they, they start feeling everybody and everything and they don't know what to do with it. And then that makes them feel crazy. Um, but when I was watching you and watching the episode, I just was curious of what was going through your mind, your heart, when he opens with such strength and courage and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Well, I have great respect for it without question. And you just want to honor the space for him. Um, but I, you have to keep in mind, I've spent hours with this person before in a camera role. Uh, I have the privilege to do that. And so I've already had the opportunity to probably I, that's not the first time I've heard it. And so I have the opportunity to process that and hopefully maintain my composure at an appropriate level. Although, as you know, Will saying on site, on, on set, I asked him, I, and I prepped him. I, he didn't know about that until the morning. And I said, I really would like you to do something a cappella because he's an extraordinary singer. I heard the whole song. We only put a clip of it in this episode. But that's why we cut to me going, you got me, because I had tears rolling to listen to him. And it was, the lyrics were extraordinary. You know, so we put enough in there, hopefully that the emotion of that, you know, stitched together. But it is, um, you just want to hold space. And, you know, the there's an episode where I had an intuitive guide and healer and we brought in, we, we have a part of the episode that's called the ripple effect because one thing that I experienced about 15 years ago that has stuck with me all these years made it into the show. And that's the value of the ripple that we all have. And we don't say to people, you impacted my life in X, Y, and Z way. Mm -hmm. And somebody said that to me and it really touched my heart. And so that's part of what we want to bring into the episode. So we have this woman, uh, a woman that she had coached. Oh, Sarah, the way they looked at each other on set, there was a, a sense of love between these two women who are very heterosexual. I mean, it was just beautiful love, not romantic love of that they felt for each other. I was just sobbing. We had to, we did have to cut because I couldn't hold it together. Just watching the respect and the love that they had for each other. 
it's really extraordinary and I feel really blessed that I get to see that. It is um, to have, we were talking, I believe off camera right before this, that those types of moments, the that love and adoration and respect and honor and that, that exchange sometimes, not always, comes at the perfect, most divine timing when the coach, the owner, the business, whatever, needs to hear it. <laughs> at least that has been my experience. There has been numerous times that I question, am I really supposed to be doing this? Can, can I really sit and listen to one more story, not just on a podcast, but people in one-on-one can, can, can I really channel one more soul's calling? Can I, can I really do this spirit? And then every time I've asked that or, or has that had that concern, somebody, multiple people, usually it's usually three. Cause that's my, that's my, that's my number messages me, phones me something and tells me the impact and the change and the shift and the appreciation. And so I love those moments. Um, I try to share those moments as well as, you know, mm -hmm. be open to receive them. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a big word, right? Receive. Oh, yes. Yes. And not mm -hmm. just, not just, um, you were, you were saying, um, about the, um, the lot, the, um, not launch, but the premiere mm -hmm. and the adoration you were receiving and truly take it all in as your producer was saying those mm -hmm. moments um, when things are really going well, I feel like sometimes we get desensitized maybe to the struggle. Um, and then when the celebration comes in, we're not quite sure how to handle the joy. And I think, I think I read a quote recently, like the part of healing and releasing trauma is not to deal with it and know how to deal with it, but how to deal with the joy that comes in and, and, how, and how to receive that goodness. So I was also curious while watching your first episode of how did you find your guest for Fantastic Humans or did they find you? Well, in the case of Will Keith, my husband was very aware of what I was doing, um, you know, because I was starting another company and as I was sort of well, I came up with a very creative way to handle the other one, which that was divine as well. But I'm up, you know, ramping this one up and he kept bugging me. I mean, he would not, he would, he was relentless. You need to talk to Wilkie. And I, he said, he's here, you know, I live in Des Moines. And I said, well, I'm willing, okay, yes, honey, I will listen. I will meet with one person in Des Moines. This is not an Iowa show. This is a national show. Okay. So I reached, I reached out to a mutual friend with Will who gave me a cell phone number. I called him. We got together. And I was like, okay, Tim was right. This guy's amazing. Uh, so that was how that one happened. And then uh, the second guest, I was just in a conversation with someone here in Iowa mentioning what I was doing. And she said, oh, I know someone. I mean, and then the third episode is actually my own story that I share. And then the fourth episode, again, I was in a store that I shop at here in Des Moines, and the owner and I are very good friends. And I was talking to Sheila, and she said, Oh, I want to introduce you to one of my new designers. She just moved here from Santa Barbara. We have a conversation, and in five minutes, she's like, 
Eddie Taduri is the guy for you. I'll connect you. You know, and he's a former former drummer for the Beach Boys. I mean, this guy's got an amazing life and near death, uh, you know, and it and just an amazing storyteller of his own and a man of deep, deep, deep knowing. I tell people with if you want to know what it's like to experience near death and the beauty of it, watch this episode. Because you could never fear death when you hear I was like Eddie. I, when you said fear death, so that what what I was receiving is when when a per, and I have not experienced that, yeah. and I became curious of when someone experiences near death, does fear leave the body? Oh yes, it was. I mean, he literally he was a, he surfed his whole life. He was body surfing, and he had a gig that night. Play with his band. Like, oh, I'm gonna do one more wave right before he had he'd grown up in Southern California. And he was out there, though. There was hardly anyone on the beach that day. There's just a few people, but they were quite some distance away. Well, he hit, takes, gets on this wave, but it just pounds him and pushes him, drives him to the ocean bottom. And he heard the crack of his neck, and he couldn't move. And he started floating to the bottom of the... He was only in about six-foot water, but clearly more than enough to drown in. And he said... I remember, and then he saw the angels, he saw the light, and he says in his episode, it was like being in God's hot tub. I, he smiled. He will tell you the best thing that ever happened to him in his entire life was breaking his neck. And he also will tell you that he said to himself, it was a very conscious choice, I want to discard my body and I want to go there. And, you know, I kind of motion to the right and he said so I went to open my mouth so that I could drown he said I knew what I was doing and he said as he opened his mouth his body was risen to the surface and by the time he opened his mouth he he it was air and he was transported to the beach nobody was there Sarah <laughs> oh I mean, my goosebumps <laughs> it's God <laughs> there I mean and so if you ever doubted, which that I didn't doubt, but you know, you always kind of wonder, gosh, it's death scary. I, he, you know, he took any fear I ever had away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, fear. And somebody did. Surrender, and then knowing that, knowing that that is actually part of his path. Like he actually needed to experience that to fully let go. And then make a huge shift, probably, I'm guessing, because that's usually what, what happens. Like, okay, what actually does matter in my life? I haven't seen the episode, and I'm just uh, making assumptions here, but. He, um, yeah, it's, you know, he is able, I say in the intro to the show, I mean, this man's ego, maybe it's the, uh, the outro, but I say this man's ego is in the back seat and his heart is leading the way, which is all we should, all of us aspire to that or should mm -hmm. because it makes a huge difference. And you can be with him. It's really, it's amazing. Divine said to me uh, um, just over the weekend, I was driving home. I had a very soul-led day. It was literally like, get up, make the kids this, do your nails, go upstairs, take a shower. I mean, it was just like all the things, go to the light center, which is in North Carolina, it's in the mountains. Go go do here. I'll, I'll, we will meet you at the labyrinth 
And I was like, okay, I mean, just pack this, do this. It was all very, we're, my husband's driving back down the mountain and divine God says, you know, if you would allow me to lead, you would never have to work another day in your life. And it's not like, you know, we as humans may think, oh, well, Sarah will just be taken care of and she'll win the lottery and she'll never work. But that's not what it means, obviously, for those who have a, a deeper consciousness and or a higher consciousness and, and awareness. Like when you are being led, like Eddie, you said is his name, like yeah. he's leading with his heart. Now it's just, okay, have this conversation, move here. There's no like, should I say this? Should I not? Like fears left the body. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, having no more ego. That's just, wow. Um, Oh goodness. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I don't need to ask this next one. So the next one that I, I noticed on the end of your, your clip or on the show, the episode, um, you make reference to purpose and life essence. And I think we all use different words. So I thought it would be good for us to hear what that means to you. So mm -hmm. purpose, life essence, is it the same thing? Interchangeable? What? Mm -hmm. Well, originally, at the time that episode was created, I was calling the show Living Essence. And I ran into a copyright issue with it. And I'm so glad that happened because I opened the door to what the title might change to. Mm -hmm. And where I landed was Fantastic Humans for a whole variety of reasons. And I think it definitely was the, the right path. Mm -hmm. So when I referenced Essence, um, I did that because I was connecting to the show title, but because I believe that your essence to me is synonymous with your soul's purpose. And so now I tend to read, and I felt like essence was a little too cerebral for anyone who has studied consciousness, awareness, and, you know, enlightenment. I kind of hate that word, but it, it's another word that represents something similar. Um, essence would make sense, but mm -hmm. I, that's not who I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach that other CEO, male or female, who feels stuck or that um, one of my motivations is a story I heard about a woman who was a waitress in a restaurant and she felt stuck with two kids. She was single, didn't think life was able to change. I want anyone who's feeling that angst, that friction, that anxiety to have hope that there's another way to live life. I'm trying to cast the net really wide. Um, and I hope over season, over season, yes, I can sort of elevate that conversation or into other topics, but I don't, it's not a heavy handed spiritual religious thing at all. It's just, there is other, there are other ways to approach your life and to live, you know, surrendered and understand what that means. Cause that's a scary word to a lot of people, et cetera. Um, so essence, it's the same as soul purpose for me. Yeah. And that's that's how I tend to articulate that in, in order to hopefully make it relatable. Um what you're sharing is is very is very similar to what I share when, when I speak about soul's purpose, soul's calling. Um, and I gave a presentation for corporate. Um, and they're like, just don't do anything religious. Well, just saying the word soul, I guess got it all prompted and jazzed up in the chat which i couldn't see but 
legal got their undies in a bundle because um, I, I guess by just saying soul, it, it brought about religion. And I even said when I opened, this is not religious. Like I say divine guidance, I say inner wisdom. I have all these different phrases because I'm not here to talk about a religion. I'm not here to talk about like what you need to believe. I'm just here to make sure that you're on your path, whatever that is for you, you know? And so um, it's interesting though, so that even though when we try to not, <laughs> not bring that in, if people really want to, they will, but it's their own journey, you know? So, but I, I feel you, I get you like trying, trying your best to like reach people who may not understand this. Um, I, it's it's a fun task it's 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 an interesting task to do so well I think we're working at a really opportunistic time because I also believe you know energy astrology it, it's all connected right God there divine created this universe and it's all interrelated and our souls are direct connection and yeah. so if you talk to astrologers you know we're moving into the age of Aquarius which makes people smile because they think of the song from the 70s or whatever but it's actually happening now (laughs) and and divine has shared with me and and has given me this vision of the entire planet's energy has shifted more from masculine to being or masculine to feminine which meaning masculine is the doing the task the, the the creator the get or done I hate that phrase but you get the gist and then um the feminine is more of the being the the receiving the receiving with ease so all the people who are like gotta crank it out gotta go 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 they gotta change their way of doing business living they have to be living from soul living from purpose living from heart insert word here but you got to be leading from that space otherwise your business is going to fail your life is going to fail and you may just just disconnect from your entire body altogether. Um, I don't usually publicize that. I haven't felt the need to, but I am today. So, okay, here we are. <laughs> well, and that's so true because it's, you know, what I understand about it is that it's about it's rising tide lifts all boats. At, that's where we're moving to, right? So it's a collaboration. And it's interesting because when uh, I was having a reading done, this was, probably a year ago, and she was bringing this up. And I said, you know, I have really good evidence of that. Because with my other company, my marketing analytics company, I work with a lot of pharmaceutical companies. And I said, I think people completely underestimate what it took for that COVID vaccine to be created. And the collaboration across companies who are normally fierce competitors. They had to share data. They had to collaborate. and I that when I when she said that and that thought came to me and I said that to her it's like wow it is really happening if it can happen in Fortune 500 corporate setting now do I think they flip back a little bit to their old ways yes but let's be optimistic that they got a taste of what can happen and how fast we can innovate as a company as a world if we would only choose to collaborate yes yes we can't like when I did the launch, the the book launch for 144 Wealth Codes, I had to have a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I could have made the book go by myself, but I would have had to purchase a lot of copies. (laughs) And the algorithm would have been like, coming from one source, sister, like what's going on, you know? So I had to, 
And I even made like a whole list of, of launching lessons, which I'm not going to get into because this is about you, but man, the collaboration it took, the teamwork, the living in gratitude, the energy of celebration that then created more of energy of celebration instead of, mm, we're going to downplay this or, you know, all the blah, 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 which I don't need to get into, but yes, collaboration and being and receiving with ease and all the fun things. Okay. So that being said, what resources, cause you said like, this is important so that it's reaching the, the CEO, the waitress, the everybody that's like not on some sort of dancing around a fire, playing with crystals journey, you know, (laughs) what resources would you suggest to assist people in identifying their soul's purpose? And, and how do you know if those sources are trustworthy and have good content? That's a great question. Um, and that's part of what I share on the website, um, fantastichumans.com because resources is, you know, that's where my part of my struggle was for the first year or two. I was very fortunate. I'm sure it was it was divine intervention that I ran into you. Um, so in, in full honesty, however, at the time it felt it, it was difficult. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it, I pay a lot of attention personally to the signs that come up. For me, the number thing, I see 111 and 1111 all the time. And it's usually when I'm having a question of, gosh, is it this or is it that? And I'll be, for some reason, I'll glance down at the clock on my monitor. Oh, okay, it's that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, you talk, you, you spent a lot of time t- coaching me on that topic, as have others. And so when I'm exploring whether I Google something online, um, one of the websites I came across that I think is extraordinary is Sounds True. And uh, Tammy Simon started that website like I think it's 25, 30 years ago. Man, she was ahead of her time. And and there you find the Michael Singers or the Carolyn Myth, all of these incredible authors who are best-selling authors. So I tend to lean into that. You know, that is some, in theory, a level of, of credibility. But then I just, you know, I always have a stack of books that I'm waiting to read because when I start to feel like I'm, not making forward motion, I know it's time to shift a little bit. I just pay a lot more attention to that. But I think there are, you know, looking at, there's a lot of really well-respected authors on a site like Sounds True, you're going to see a a podcast, all kinds of content. And I find that for me, that's been extraordinary. It's funny, there was a, a series, a video series that I had purchased and downloaded into my library on Sounds True six months ago. And for whatever reason, just yesterday, I was like, I should go on that website. I hadn't been on for months, maybe. And I went to my library and I saw that. I started watching it. It was perfect. It's exactly what I needed to think about. It's all about archangels and your angel spirit guides. Like, yes, I needed that reminder. I needed to go deeper on that topic. so it's feeling into it, but they're, you know, it's, those are the things that I would recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I always find it interesting. And when we, when, and when you start going on the spiritual journey, some people want to dive in. I was not one of those people I allowed. I think what you're saying is I allowed divine guidance. I allowed myself 
to unfold and my path to unfold and me continue to walk along this path. And so not everything was dropped right in front of me. And then I got to like sort through it. Someone would say to me, oh, do you know about chakras? This was right when I was starting to quote unquote, wake up. I had no idea. I had no idea about chakras. And I mean, I kind of know now, but I still haven't like dove into them and studied all the things. So I just want to give people encouragement that you don't have to know everything. Mm -hmm. Allow things to unfold. Chakras came into my awareness, some books, some posters, some balancing of some people who knew them as I needed them. Just like your the the site, the guardian angel site, you came in when they need it. So as you are traveling along your own spiritual journey, uh, when, what you need will be right available in the right divine timing. So don't feel like you have to indulge yourself and learn all the things and get all the certificates and become a Reiki master. One, two, three, four, eight, seven, six. I, that's not even a thing. I just was making that up, but um, yeah, just don't feel like you have to put all this pressure on yourself to know everything. You don't, it'll all be unfolded. Absolutely. And there's a lot of extraordinary people that you can tap into or just have conversations with friends. Yes. I mean, I was given, I was gifted an essence paint, my own essence painting by an artist who's now one of my dearest friends. And that was given to me 15 years ago. And she delivered some very specific messages that I went, oh, yes, I should probably pay more attention to my heart and my intuition. But the world wants to hear what I think, not what I feel. And so I had to really let go of what corporate America had. I had I had twisted myself practically to fit what corporate America wanted. And mm-hmm. now I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I just am realizing how different things are than 20 some odd years ago. More than that, 25 I don't know. When I was in middle school, high school, we had to write some papers and I would always write, I believe, I think this is how I feel. And the teacher was like, Sarah, it it have to have references. You can't talk like this. You cannot express yourself. Even in college, when I was getting my master's in public administration, this teacher was getting so frustrated with me because I was like, but if we put more emotion into it, I'm going to get the grant because the people will feel that the bridge is out and the flooding and the, like, this has to happen because I was in Parks and Rec and stuff. And I was like, but if we have emotion in it, people are going to feel the emotion and they're going to understand. No, you cannot talk like that. You need data. You need resources. You cannot possibly. And now my daughters are in elementary school and they have a whole, mm, it's kind of like, oh, what is it? The seven habits of highly effective people, something they go through all of that, but it's all about like, how are you feeling? How does this affect you? What (laughs) it's about them. And I was just, as you're saying that I'm like, oh, wow. Things have totally changed (laughs) for the better. I think. Oh Yeah. I, well, I'm pleased to hear that. I don't have children, so I don't know what they're doing in academia other than you hear about all the books that are being banned. But that's- <laughs> oh, And that's another topic for another day. <laughs> what final advice do you have for us today? I think it's persistence and know that when you are choosing to tune in and lead with your soul that it's not a straight path. There's lots of hills and valleys. And that's okay. 
And you just need to look, like I said, if you're reading a book or listening to a podcast and it's not, suddenly it's not resonating anymore, that's okay. That doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. Find something else. And it's like you say the wall. It's amazing how the pieces come together like a puzzle. Yes. I love, oh, I love when the pieces come together. Mm -hmm. That has been happening in various ways for the last couple of years, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's the picture. And when that happens, it's absolutely beautiful. So thank you for sharing that visual. What is the best way to connect with you? Um, fantastichumans.com. If somebody is resonating with the concept or knows someone would be a great guest, there is a form they can fill out and submit that to me. And then um, on Instagram, it's Fantastic Human Show. Um, it's Fantastic Humans. Uh, TV on Facebook, and there's also YouTube as well. I think that's just that fantastic human. So I'll leap in my name there. You don't, you know, you have to learn to embrace all the social media. That was a whole adjustment for me. I kind of liked being private. <laughs> yes. And yes. now I cry on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having this conversation and sharing with us today. And, um, if you have any questions, again, I'll put the show note in the show notes, Fantastic Humans, uh, the, the, that link and your way to connect with Andrea. So that's awesome. you. thank you, Sarah. It's been really great catching up. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Thank you.